The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them. And of course my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who is a stone-cold fox. Mm who if you were to rate her ass on 100, it would easily be a 94. Mm. Also want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your Baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. And It smells terrible, and the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear tiny infant Jesus. Hey, we... um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. Dear tiny Jesus, in your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled-up fist pawing... He was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I win the races and I get the money. Ricky, finish the damn grace. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. Because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai. I like to think of Jesus, like, with giant eagle's wings and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with like an angel band and I'm in the front row and I'm hammered drunk. Hey Cal, why don't you just shut up? Yes ma'am. Okay. Dear eight pound, six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. Don't even know a word yet. Just a little infant so cuddly mm. but still omnipotent. Mm. We just thank you for all the races I've won and $21.2 million. Woo! 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 Love that money that I have accrued over this past season. Also due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates I mentioned Powerade at each grace. I just want to say that Powerade is delicious mm. and it, it cools you off on a hot summer day. And we look forward to Powerade's release of Mystic Mountain Blueberry. Mm. Thank you for all your power and your grace, dear baby God. Amen. 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 Let's dig in. That was a hell of a man. Welcome to the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. This is uh, the Mazodcast, and I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. On this Memorial Day weekend, and with me, as always, is the... Uh, Professional pornographer Colin Anthony. Hey, thanks for having me. And not with us is uh, Brian Goers, who uh, who died. He is dead. 
<laughs> that is unfortunate. Yeah. I, I liked uh, Brian. He was a great guy, but now he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, welcome uh, to the Mazad cast. It is, as I said, Memorial Day weekend. So there's not much going on in the world of college football, but we thought we'd bring a podcast to you. Because... That's why the intro was so long. <laughs> it's simply for content. <laughs> Filler, man. Filler. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot going on since the last time we broadcast to you. There was an NFL draft. Uh, there's been some action and some changes in the uh, uh, Mizzou lineup and uh, Mizzou baseball, softball, things have been going on of that nature. And, you know, uh, we got to do something. I mean, it is the dead zone of it college really football is. time. Sweet, sweet Lord. There's nothing going on in football. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's, it's really awful every time I think about the beautiful, beautiful college football season and I realize how far away it is i want to stab myself with a pencil especially if you've been watching uh, mizzou baseball it yeah. uh, only makes it that much more difficult yeah let's talk about mizzou baseball because this is a football cop podcast <laughs> um mizzou is uh, hoping they're going to get into the uh, uh baseball regionals and they don't really know based on the performance of their team during the regular season they started the sec season like a house on fire and they really just shit the bed down the down the um, stretch. They really did. Yeah, and they lost a couple of heartbreaking games in the SEC tournament to Vanderbilt and Alabama. And the big question, I think, for baseball is not so much whether they're going to get into regionals and how well they'll perform, but the question is whether Tim Jamison will have a job next baseball season. Tim Jamison, 21 years at Mizzou, the longest-tenured coach at the university. Yeah, and he, he has struggled more than any – of the uh, coaches and programs entering into the SEC, although this year it looked like he might turn things around. But God Almighty, the team was frustrating to watch because just when you thought that they were going to do something special, they'd go and they'd lose to Missouri State, which, if you didn't know, is in Springfield, and which is a bunch of uh, Bible-thumping rubes and definitely not a team you want to lose to because who gives a shit about Missouri State? Well, I think that uh, the baseball program ran into the same thing the football program did now the football program has obviously been very competitive, but what I mean by that is that uh, as opposed to the Big Twelve, week in and week out in the SEC, you are going to play top-notch competition. Yeah, uh, the SEC is a uh, baseball conference uh, as much as it is a football conference, and Tim Jamison is not getting any lollipop games uh, to fill in the uh, gaps between lock and horns with the SEC. The thing about the baseball team is that they, you know. Traditionally, he has put together a really good roster of pitching, um, but he has not had much of offense. I mean, that's that's a standard issue. Tim Jamison team, great pitchers, great starting pitchers, and little in the batting. And, God, this season they had a lot of games where they would bust out early in front of a team that they weren't supposed to beat. Now, they did beat teams like South Carolina and Florida, but they would get ahead on teams that they uh, shouldn't be winning against, and then they couldn't close it out. And as we all know... Coffee's for closes only. Absolutely. They can't have coffee. Um, <laughs> so they weren't able to close out games against, uh, like I said, Vanderbilt and certainly not against Alabama. And we got ourselves a new AD, Mac Rhodes, who is filling in uh, for, um, of course, Mike Alden, who retired earlier in the year. And a lot of people are wondering if this is going to be the first order of business for old Mac Rhodes is to uh, shit can Tim Jamison <laughs> and bring in some new talent to bring us bring Missouri into the SEC fold in baseball. To be I had never more heard of Mac Rhodes before this hire. Never, never heard his name. And I know that the first guy they offered well, the job to, like <laughs> Mississippi State, or uh, went he had some Mizzou ties and 
He basically told them to go fuck themselves. He's an old miss. I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah, he did tell us to go fuck ourselves, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I know you say you hadn't heard of him, but of all the possible athletic director candidates in the United States, Colin, how many of them do you think you have heard of? I'm None. Okay. The answer to that question is absolutely none. <laughs> yeah, so Mac Rhodes is not, not uh, that um, big of a deal that you don't know who he is because I don't think you would have known who anybody would no, have heard of. No, I absolutely wouldn't. I know who Mike Alden – if they rehired Mike Alden, I would have known that one. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't have liked him. No, <laughs> wouldn't have been happy about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean – I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, and I have absolutely no fucking idea whether Tim Jameson's going to go. I, I ha if I were a betting man, though, I would say we're going to have a new baseball coach next yeah, year. Yeah, I think a new AD is going to want to mix things up a little bit. He, he needs to make his mark. One, mm -hmm. uh, Jameson, like I said, has been here 21 years, so he's had a chance to figure it out. I think it's going to make Kim Anderson sweat a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kim I mean, Anderson I know it's really early in. on. I know it's really early on, but this guy didn't hire him. No. And unlike Gary Pinkle, he doesn't have a shitload of winning under his belt to keep his job super safe. I have to think Kim Anderson is watching what happens to Tim Jameson very closely. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, in at least a year or two, um, you know, Kim Anderson may have to take. One of our notes. Twitter followers pointed out that the new Mac Rhodes kind of looks like a uh, what a. In, uh, an evil Dean would look like in an early eighties comedy raunchy. Uh, no, like revenge of the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I miss those movies. They're classic. <laughs> they, those won Oscars. Did they? Not? I think so. Yeah. I, I could Google it, but let's not get bogged down with that. Yeah, fuck the internet. <laughs> so yeah, the, the baseball team is a thing that yeah. happened. You uh, know, it is a thing that happened with football. Brennan. Tell me. It's the NFL draft. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. It is. Do they do that every year? Every single year. Wow. <laughs> and you are an expert. If you <laughs> if you guys haven't been paying attention for the last few seasons, Mizzou has become quite a uh, football uh, factory for the NFL. And yeah. This year was no different. A pipeline, if you will. Yes. A big black veiny pipeline. 
<laughs> yeah, and this year Missouri produced, what, five players in the NFL draft? Yep, first and uh, foremost being uh, Shane Ray, who mm-hmm. went to the first round to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, this is all very uh, hard-hitting, breaking news to everyone who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a month ago. <laughs> well, um, yeah, he went to the Denver Broncos, so he's officially dead to me. Yeah, uh, I understand that. Fan. Yeah, Colin is, in fact, a Chiefs fan, so um, he's going to have to cut all ties to Shane Ray. The, he went 20, like 21st overall, I believe? I think it's 23rd. 23rd? Uh, yeah, and the, but didn't the Broncos trade up to get him? I don't remember. They did, but uh, but many people thought he would go earlier than that, but if you didn't already know, again, breaking news, uh, he got pulled over with weed in his car um, like two or three minutes before the fucking draft, well, two or three days, but yeah. it's just so stupid. <laughs> it, it is so stupid. I, now... Like, of all the things that NFL players do, I can't believe that having a little dope in your car is going to affect your draft status so dramatically. If you're a team and you're eyeballing, if you're bullseye, bullseye in Shane Ray, are you really going to change your entire draft strategy well, because of that car being pulled over? It seems ridiculous. No, and many of the draft nicks would tell you it wasn't so much the, the weed. It was the fact that he seems to have some sort of lingering turf toe issue that's yeah. uh, making the people very nervous. Um the Broncos moved up to get him, and I know the Broncos publicly had stated that they felt like there was very few impact players in this draft, and they moved up to get Shane Ray because they felt like he was one of those. Um, in the second round, uh, Mitch wait, Morris went. Wait, before you get to Mitch Morris, uh, there's another player that uh, Mizzou had on their roster, but I don't know if he's going to officially be a Mizzou draft pick, which is Doro Green Beckham. Yep. Uh, he was the 40th pick overall in mm, the second was. round. And um, he was a big question mark for everybody, I think, way more than Shane Ray because of his, he had, the fact he hadn't played in a year. He, uh, he was a fake student at Oklahoma. And he was a stone-cold dum-dum when he was at Mizzou. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, Shane Ray had a little pot in his car, but, I mean, Doriel Green Beckham was a serial idiot. Yeah, full-on shitbag. Yeah, and so obviously the, um, the soulless Bob Stoop said, hey, that's the guy for me. <laughs> and the NCAA said, uh, no thanks, jackass. You're going to have to sit this kid a year. Yeah. And sitting the kid a year meant he will never play college football again. Sure. So, but, well, truthfully, if you're going to dra- be drafted 40th overall in the draft, why return to college anyway? Yeah, well, I, it was all for show, I have to think. Although they, he said that he really went to all his classes and he's a big Oklahoma. Yeah, he's a big Sooner. <laughs> Boomer Sooner. Yeah, um, but everybody sort of listed him, I noticed, when the draft stuff was going on as a Mizzou guy. I mean, yeah. you, you look at all their clips and he's wearing a Mizzou uniform. Yeah. You can't help but think of him as a Mizzou guy. I don't know if we claim him or not. but He certainly has the, the uh, mentality of a of an Oklahoma football player. He does. But he was a Mizzou Tiger. So I just wanted to bring him up because he he was a Mizzou Tiger. But and he was uh, awful. Yeah. And, um, so go ahead, Mitch Morris. Mitch Morris went to my Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. uh, second round. He's going to – they project him to play center mm-hmm. um, at the NFL level. Um, I, this surprised me. I didn't think anybody on our offensive line was good enough to uh, be drafted this highly, but <laughs> – there you go. Shows what I know about football. Well, tell me about the Chiefs' uh, offensive line that he's looking at the center position. Is he going to start? Rodney, Rodney Hudson was a uh, was a pretty good center. He got uh, went to free agency, snatched up by another team. So yes, the, I think the idea here is that Mitch Morris would be plugged into the center position to replace the uh, outgoing uh, starting center. But mm-hmm. um, he could also has the ability to play guard, which is one of the reasons people said that he was drafted highly is because he could play center or both guard positions and that uh, that versatility made him desirable to NFL football teams. It's hard to know what the fucking NFL wants. I mean, um, 
you know, they, they, they don't want you to hit your girlfriend or wife on they, a, on a camera in an elevator. I can say that definitively. They don't. For a long time, they didn't seem to care if you did that. <laughs> they don't now, want you to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, now they don't want that. <laughs> well, um, the most interesting pick to me, I don't know if the most interesting, but one of the most interesting picks to me is the number fifty eight pick for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, Marcus Golden. Yeah, I I really root for Marcus Golden because he he plays like every fat slub like us once to play if we had the opportunity like mm-hmm. they give 110 percent on every play like boy if i only had the opportunity you know i still I'd think i'd it. only give about 70 percent. i'm <laughs> i'm so lazy <laughs> well maybe maybe but i think mm-hmm. most people think think that if they were given that opportunity they just give it their all and marcus golden i, I wouldn't <laughs> marcus golden gives it his all and i feel like despite the fact that maybe he doesn't have the remarkable athleticism. They kept talking about him having short arms. and By the end of the fucking thing, I thought he was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. (laughs) They said the same thing about Mitch Morris. Yeah, Penguin. Um, Yeah, but you just watch him devastate people game in and game out. It's hard not to be biased when you watch those Missouri football games. He looked like the better athlete than Shane Ray to me. But you know, there was the the crazy thing to me. uh, You know, I knew Marcus Golden's get drafted, but after that, I wasn't sure about anybody, but in the sixth round, and this one kind of surprised me, Bud Sasser went to the St. Louis Rams, so yeah. just down the road. Yeah, 201st pick overall, Bud Sasser. And I, I, I'm with you. I really did not ex- – I certainly didn't expect a wide receiver for this Missouri team to get drafted. But No, I, I wonder – I mean, special teams, maybe a developmental guy, but I tell you what, in a sixth-round pick, there's certainly no guarantee that you were going to make mm-hmm. the squad. But, you know, it's, it's a drafted. He story can tell his grandkids, hey, I was fucking drafted. There's a lot of people that can't say that. Yeah, well, like Ladanian Washington last year wasn't drafted, and he was a, I thought he was a stud receiver, but uh, uh, Bud Sasser gets the nod here in the 2015 draft. And then um, a, a feel-good pick for the Tigers in the seventh round, 230th overall, good old Marcus Murphy. Yeah, I was uh, looking at this one. He uh, got drafted kind of on his uh, return potential, like a special teams, and they I don't think if Tiger fans he's are a hoping, versatile player, yeah. Well, I don't think if Tiger fans are hoping to see him on Sundays playing running back for the New Orleans Saints, they're probably going to be disappointed. But he is a he's a he's a possible special teams project for New Orleans. So he possibly could make the team. Let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another, I think there were um, a couple of players who got picked up uh, after the draft. And um, Lucas Vincent uh, mm-hmm. will join his former teammate. Um, Doriel Green Beckham and uh, Tennessee. He got signed by the Tennessee Titans. Jimmy Hunt got signed by the Green Bay Packers. I don't expect Hunt to stick anywhere, but right. especially on the Green Bay Packers, who are absolutely loaded with receivers. But hey, you know he they sits. get to go to fucking camp. I saw the Montreal Alouettes the other day picked up uh, one Michael Sam. Yes, they did. Back yes, in the news did. a little bit, and uh, not for his dancing prowess. Nope. Um, he didn't have much of that. No. <laughs> yeah, his his dancing with the Stars career was about as long as his NFL career has been mm-hmm. thus far. Yeah, but. Um, you know, at least he's he's still making headlines, the old Tiger. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, Mizzou has become somewhat of a factory for putting out NFL talent. And I have to think it's got to help on the recruiting front when you can just tell these young kids uh, you may not be interested in winning a national championship or a big bowl, but do you want to play for the NFL and make millions of dollars and, uh, you know, have strippers all over you all the time? Well, I think if the the new kid we picked up, this that huge recruit, now his name escapes me, even though I'm supposedly supposed to be a huge MU fan. Terry Beck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I think, you know, in no small part was that. Beckner. Yeah. NFL um, prowess is what brought him here. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously he was close to Mizzou, but I think if anything, as much as the proximity to his home, it was the the fact that, hey, we just sent defensive linemen to the NFL. Would you like to go to the NFL? Come to Mizzou. 
Yeah, we we are fertile ground for maturing players and NFL caliber talent, and so it has to help. And uh, you know, you there's know. one player, Brennan, that won't be going to the NFL from Mizzou. Tell me about that. One defensive lineman. His his name is Marcus Loud. Oh fuck me. Yeah, so uh, Harris and Loud were supposed to be our defensive ends. Basically, filled in the gap between Shane Ray and Golden, and we're supposed to just—they—they they look like awesome yeah. during the plug spring. it in. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, and uh, in fact, we had Booger um, McFarland on the show, and he talked very highly about those two guys. Mm-hmm. He was talking about what he, how he thought basically Missouri was going to miss a beat, and the speculation abounds as to what Loud got himself into. The one well, thing we know that they said it was not—it's not anything legal. There's no, he wasn't in any criminal activity, as far as we know. Everything that I've read, basically, you know, nothing is specific, but everything I read reads like this is just like a constant issue, like. Because even yeah, he's had trouble loud, before. like I alluded to it in an interview earlier in the spring, like, yeah, I had some problems early on, but I've got my shit together now and blah, 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 lip service, lip service, lip service. Now he's kicked off the team because apparently he is a stone cold dum dumb yeah. and just keeps fucking up. Because really, I feel like, you know, unlike Oklahoma, Mizzou is not afraid to kick a guy off the team for sure. Yeah, Missouri has had trouble in the past, but they they really have seemed to take a hard stand that if you're going to get into trouble, if you're especially if you're going to do it a couple of times, you're only going to get so many chances, and they they are not afraid to get rid of somebody. Well, that's what that's why it makes me think he must be just really bad because you know that in Mizzou you're not going to get that long a leash. So mm-hmm. and and the fucking kid's a sophomore, and they're basically giving him the starting role. God, he's shooting himself in the foot. I mean, I'm sure Bob Stoops is going to make a lot of um, good moves with him whenever he picks him <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, going to run it, make a run at him mm-hmm. immediately. I'm sure. But not knowing what Loud got himself into, I don't know if his offenses were bad enough for Stoops to be interested in. Yeah, him, you know, he didn't rape anybody. Right, he certainly didn't kind of... collapse the orbital socket of a woman <laughs> in a in a parking lot. So outside a nightclub. So yeah. I'm not sure Bob's going to be. All that interested. Yeah, Bob, usually um, he looks at the police blotter around the country looking for players or potential players who are um, some of the most criminally negligent people in the <laughs> universe. And so that's, that guy's got Oklahoma blood in him. Now, there, if I guess if there's one ray of hope is uh, later this summer the Tigers will add a, a junior college transfer, uh, Marshall Frazier. Uh, I saw that, yeah. He's supposed to be, you know, for what it's worth, he's supposed to be really good. So maybe that'll be... A nice little plug-in play, uh, player to replace Loud. I'm a big fan of players that are really good. It's yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel pretty strongly about that as well. Yeah, so I mean, basically we've covered six months of Mizzou sports news here in the first twenty minutes of the show. So, I, well, I think we alluded, I, we may not alluded to it, but uh, we don't have much to talk about. I doubt we're going to go very long tonight, but uh, we felt obligated to bring you Mazodcast podcast because we know you crave it well you don't have any other source for mizzou news no there's no valid anywhere yeah um i mean you can turn on the radio you can read the paper you look online we know you just sit at home salivating for Mm -hmm. it craving it like your mother craves cock Mm -hmm. (laughs) dirty (laughs) dirty cock but uh we're going to take a break here because this has really uh, exhausted us and uh (laughs) we're going to come back with uh maybe a little kansas news we have some of that well, we got a little of it. Uh, we're about 70%, like I said. Tonight. <laughs> 70's all I got. Yeah. And uh, we've been drinking sangria all day. So. Yeah, it is Memorial Day weekend. We've had a lot of barbecue. Uh, but look, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with you. And we'll probably give it a good 65%. Yeah. Okay. Right back. This has been the Mazzotcast. Stop. Don't. 
Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. Three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. Fuck Kansas. (laughs) Hey everybody, it is time for Kansas news because despite the fact that there's not much football news going on, we still hate Kansas 24-7, 365 days a year. Spend 15 minutes on Twitter and tell me Kansas isn't the worst place on the planet. And the people who root for Kansas are the worst people on the planet. I almost feel like that's... Uh, Kansas City's fault for the rules and Chiefs being so bad for so long. Mm-hmm. What else have they had to, to? You know, Kansas has not had much to go on it other than the Jayhawks. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas City residents have a lot to answer for when they consider the amount of people who root for the Kansas Jayhawks okay. in that city. I really, I mean, I just, I know I'm a Mizzou fan, but how can you like Kansas Jayhawks? I, mm-hmm. It's yeah. just awful. They're brutal. It's it. If someone told me that the entire universe had been hit by a meteorite mm-hmm. and nothing was left mm-hmm. and thousands had died, mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't shed a tear. No. I wouldn't be sad at all. No. No, Quantrill was right. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I mean, Quantrill, I don't, I'm not going to stand by his slavery policy. <laughs> That's probably wise. <laughs> but his murdering of Kansas residents policy, I think, was dead on. <laughs> I'm I'm 100% behind it. Yeah. It's hard to argue with reality and facts. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get into our first Kansas story. This to, comes to us from the Lawrence Journal World, from the worst city in the world, Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> um, it says a 36-year-old Topeka man charged in connection with a pistol whipping incident. Of course he was. Pistol whipping. This is not a story that uh, is a big surprise to any of our listeners who have listened to Kansas News in the past. It's a pretty standard occurrence in the uh, state of Kansas. But a 36-year-old Topeka man was charged Thursday with aggravated battery, aggravated assault, and interference with law enforcement after allegedly pistol whipping his girlfriend and <laughs> resisting arrest. Of course it was his girlfriend. It's not, it's, yeah. not only is it, uh, is it uh, you know, a physical abuse it's physical abuse against a woman yeah domestic abuse yeah great job kansas so lawrence police arrested uh juma jelani wright after responding to a report of domestic dispute with weapons near second street mcdonald drive around 8 15 wednesday police believe believe the incident began when wright and a woman began arguing while driving toward mcdonald drive the woman told police that wright began striking her with his hand and when she stopped the vehicle uh, Wright threatened to shoot her with his handgun. The woman began driving towards I-70, but Wright struck her again. She then pulled over and tried to get out of the vehicle. The woman told police that when Wright grabbed her for her clothing to try to keep her in the vehicle and allegedly struck her in the head with the butt of his handgun. The woman eventually escaped in the, with the vehicle's keys and ran south when officers found her with visible head injuries, and she was taken by ambulance to the Lawrence Memorial Hospital for treatment. Uh, officers found Wright, who still had his firearm inside the parked vehicle. 
For about 25 minutes, police attempted to negotiate with the subject to exit the vehicle. Well, that was their first mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's a reasonable man. Yeah, <laughs> reasonable people can disagree. I like it. The, the negotiation was trying to get him out of the vehicle, and he was just going to stand forever? That was his policy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was his strategy? A lot of times, I think, feel like the criminals just think the police will just eventually go away. Mm-hmm. Or like in the high-speed chases when the helicopter's after him, it's like eventually they're going to tire themselves out and leave me alone, right? <laughs> so he allegedly uh, refused to unlock the door, so officers w- approached the vehicle and broke one of the windows and extracted and arrested Wright. Uh, the uh, standoff lasted for about 30 minutes. And uh, the interesting thing to me is that he, when they were at court, Wright uh, uh, pled not guilty. No. He didn't pistol whip that girl. <laughs> the, you know, I don't know if there's anybody to see the pistol whipping, but certainly the cops were there to see him resisting arrest. So it's a bold, brazen move to say that, no, I did not resist arrest. Um, so anyway, he, his bond was set for $50,000. If he posts bail, he has forbidden contact with a woman. Shocking. And they're scheduled Shocking. to appear in court on Tuesday. Great job, Kansas. Footnote to that story, he is running for... Um, Running for Senate in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. He's the leading candidate. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's way out in front in the polls. <laughs> he has a clean resume compared to most. Let's see. This, uh, we, have an- <laughs> we have another one uh, from the Topeka Journal. It says, half-naked man left taped to traffic lights by pals wearing nothing but pair of pants. So, wow, they left him pants. <laughs> That's nice of him. Wearing just a pair of pattern briefs, the man was strapped with his hands behind his back using duct tape and cling film. This What's is, that? Uh, I think it's like a uh, rental truck. Yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. This is almost definitely not how this unfortunate man hoped his night would end. Wearing just a pair of patterned briefs, the man was strapped half-naked to a traffic light by his pals as a prank. No, if he was with his pals, he wanted his night to end inside of a sheep. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that's certainly how a traditional Kansas bachelor party ends. Uh, he was photographed with by his friends, uh, duct tape with his hands behind his back, uh, wrapped in cling wrap. And uh, his friends were at least kind enough to leave him a drink, complete with a straw to keep him hydrated during the weather. Uh, but at least the man who was posted uh, was happy to smile for the pictures. It is not yet known how long he was left strapped to the lights, but snaps of the man appeared on social media throughout the afternoon. Some users were quick to laugh at the unfortunate man, while others offered sympathy and hoped someone would rescue him soon. A number of users agreed that the cruel prank must be the result of a bachelor party in the area. Well, no shit. (laughs) So anyway, um, in Kansas, I feel like this is a pretty, pretty lame standard issue incident. If you don't have a bullet wound at the end of the night, you just left naked strapped to a pole. Mm -hmm. You're pretty, pretty good, pretty well off. He's really lucky that some evangelical nutbag didn't find him there, confined to a pole, and start preaching to him. I think that's pretty uh, bold to assume that he himself wasn't the <laughs> evangelical nutbag. <laughs> but uh, and there's no no word that he wasn't. Um, he did drink apparently. But, yeah, that's. Uh, but of course, it might have been grape juice. I've heard the argument many times that they didn't ferment wine back then or something. <laughs> yeah, some bullshit of that nature. So What always gets me about that argument is like they drink fermented drinks because it was the only thing safe to drink because everybody shit and piss in the Jordan River. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off, get off topic a little bit there. If you need a little spiritualism and theology, come <laughs> yeah. to the Mazadcast. So what do, this one, uh, da, 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 another Lawrence Journal World uh, story. Martin Miller sentenced again to life in prison for his wife's murder. <laughs> what? Keyword is again. Uh, 56-year-old Lawrence man convicted in a retrial last month of first-degree murder in 2000 for the 2004 death of his wife, 
she was sentenced to 25 years, 25 years to life in prison Wednesday, nearly a decade, decade after the same judge issued the same sentence. Douglas County District Judge Paula Martin, for the second time, sentenced Martin K. Miller to life in prison without the possibility of parole for 25 years on Wednesday. I will say this about these sorts of cases, Brennan. They never tell you what kind of wife she was. <laughs> I mean, I know murder is illegal. You know, I understand everybody. Don't tweet at me that, you know, it doesn't matter how awful a person they are. They don't deserve to be murdered. You know, I'm not going to agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're going to have to agree to disagree. (laughs) What kind of wife was she? I mean, she could have been a real nag. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Surely it has to affect the sentence at least. Yeah. Uh, Officers found right. Who still had the fire and parked inside the vehicle. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the last story. Um, Miller was convicted of the charge during his first trial in 2005 as well. But the Supreme court ruled in February that he should get a new trial based on an erroneous jury instruction. I mean, does it say there how often she gave blow to- jobs or how vigorously that she gave them? I'm reading here deeply into the story, and I do not see blowjob counts as part of <laughs> well, the details. I mean, because maybe she was bad at it, or maybe she refused to do it altogether, Brennan. I mean, it, I feel like a life sentence is pretty harsh if those circumstances were, you know, in place. I have to say, uh, there's a lot of criminal activity going on if lack of blowjobs in a marriage is uh, is a determinant <laughs> on the life sentence. Hey, listen, <laughs> the justice system has their way. I have mine. <laughs> I feel like, you know, mine might be better. Mm-hmm. How many blowjobs do you think are required in a marriage before you are or, – or let me say, how many blowjobs are – not given before you are given free reign to murder your wife in your justice I'd say system. The over under six a year. <laughs> yeah, that was that sounds glorious. I'll be honest. I think there are a lot of guys that would sign up for that. <laughs> Probably right. Uh, the murdering the wife part of the six blowjobs. <laughs> I don't know. I think me and Ted Cruz are pretty simpatico on this. So if, you, if you're if you if this sounds good to you. Um, you know where your vote should go. Yeah. Well, I want to close out Kansas news today with a little bit of a story from uh, Mizzou, actually, which Mm. doesn't usually work its way into Kansas news. But uh, as we mentioned earlier, we do have a new athletic director, Mac Rhodes, and part of his new duties, besides firing Tim Jamison, (laughs) are uh, to possibly restore the border war with Kansas. And uh, the Kansas City Star has a little report about how uh, Rhodes wants to restore that war. And KG, uh, KU's athletic director doesn't rule it out, which is uh, is hopeful for what we've heard so far. Because up to this point, Kansas's response to having any sort of uh, matchups or games with us have been outright cowardice, pussyism, yeah. and it's bullshit. Really, the, we left the Big 12, and it has been a big sack of sour grapes. Oh, for, yeah. The uh, the Kansas Jayhawks because they I don't know what what they want to stand on but ultimately the reason we're not playing them is because we left and Kansas has a big bag full of sour grapes about it sour grapes indeed yeah it, they they are so whiny they could not be more whiny well, about what gets it. me is like in the same circumstances Kansas would have stayed no Kansas stayed because nobody wanted them mm-hmm. do you know what I mean they have you know as much as they love their precious fucking basketball team nobody gives a shit mm-hmm. ultimately at the no. end of the day you know nobody gives a shit so kansas state kansas iowa state and the rest of the fucking rums of the world didn't have any place to go no. Mizzou's supposed to turn down the sec because kansas wants them to stay no there's one thing that the kansas fans need to do and just get on board 
Um, so let's read this. So from the Kansas City Star, Todd Palmer reports that restoring the border war is a top priority for new athletic director Mac Rhodes. In fact, Rhodes has already discussed the issue with the Kansas athletic director, Sean Zanger. We would certainly like to play the game again, Rhodes said, uh, of the Jayhawks. I think that people uh, that really are impacted most are the student-athletes, the coaches, and the fans. They are the biggest losers in all this. Um, the biggest losers would be Kansas if we played them, uh, yeah. make no doubt, because they are fucking losers. Well, I, anybody who has any financial anything financial to gain from this rivalry is the biggest loser. I mean, because mm-hmm. ultimately, I think that's – there's too much money at stake for them not to eventually – you know, and, I, back. and the thing that irritates me is I've heard a lot of people, including um, outgoing athletic director Mike Alton, say, you know, after a period of time, I don't know if the rival, you know, it could die off because people don't care. Never. That is bullshit. This dates back to this fucking civil war. <laughs> if you want to know if this rivalry has still has merit, play a fucking game. Yeah. Play a fucking game and see how fast that thing fills up and see what the atmosphere is Bill like. Self is Basketball the or fucking football. chicken shit on the planet. Uh, he is a piece fucking of shit. Worthless hog shit. <laughs> Let's see. Um, that, that's is, not in the story, by the way. Well, that's no, just, but that's he, commentary on the side. I, well, he it is part of the story from the standpoint of he is one of the ones who is fervently against going back and playing Mizzou. I mean, he has been been vocally, you know, like you know, don't need them, don't want them. But to me, that is again sour grapes because um, Bill Self ultimately. What did you say it was sour grapes? Sour Absolutely. grapes. Thanks. The uh, but because. He knows that basketball is, despite all his success and all his wonderment, he's still fucking small potatoes. You know what I mean? And he's been insulted by the fact that Mizzou would leave because football is more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck about you, Bill Self. But anyway, I was going to say that uh, during the, his perfunctory conversation with uh, Kansas's AD when he called to congratulate Rhodes on the new job, Rhodes took the opportunity to break the ice in an effort to thaw relations with the Tigers' heated rival. According to Kansas officials, uh, the athletic director at Kansas told Mac that he would never say never, um, but Sheehan was saying that if it does happen, it will be years down the road. Uh, Kansas has refused to schedule Missouri since Mike Alden, the previous athletic director, spearheaded the move from the Big 12 to the SEC. But the logistical hurdles to restoring the rivalry might be more intractable than any lingering hurt feelings. It's a lot more complicated than just saying we want to play them again, Rhodes said. They've gone on and have gone done their scheduling. We certainly have done the same. The border war, of course, isn't the top item on Rhodes' agenda this week. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It should be. Fuck it. I yeah. mean, it... Well, and I think I, – I, what I think is this Rhodes guy is probably smart in that he's taking it a little bit at a time and, you know, did what – you know, he's he's inching his way towards it. But I bet it is pretty high on his agenda. Mm-hmm. I mean to me, if you're hiring an athletic director for Mizzou, it would be the first – one of the first questions I ask. Like how do you feel about the Kansas rivalry and what do you intend to do about it? Yeah, the thing that I wonder about, you know, our new chancellor, Bowen Lofton, is not a Missouri guy. He's from Texas. I don't know if he fully appreciates the breadth and depth of the Missouri-Kansas rivalry, but goddamn, I, I would like to think when he hires Mac Rhodes that he realizes that a lot of people do give a shit about that. A lot of people, it's not enough to just hate Kansas thinking about the past. It's, it, we need to hate them in the present. Yeah, absolutely. We need to beat them in the here and now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can't beat them until we play them. And then when we play them, of course, we will beat them because they're well, fucking Well, nobody losers. whines and cries and s- makes a big sour fucking grapes wh- just, than Kansas fans. And we miss that right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And a lot, I think I can't say that a lot of it has to do with the fact that their football team is such a fucking hot garbage. Yeah, I bet. Garbage. 
I bet you they'd be a whole lot uh, quicker to pull the trigger on this whole rivalry thing if they were competitive in football. Because the fact that, like, again, they would probably thump our thump us to death in basketball. Nobody gives a shit about basketball ultimately. I mean, mm-hmm. I love basketball. I like watching it, and it's important to me. But you know, when you put it on the grand scheme of things against college football, it's nothing. No. And no, they and, would come to Arrowhead Stadium, I would assume, if we were going to play them. Mm-hmm. And Mizzou would fucking run them out of the building. Mm-hmm. And, As uh, we have so many times in the past. <laughs> yeah, and that would be – and that's why, ultimately, this is not going to happen. Yeah, but uh, just never say never and uh, never say die. But uh, hopefully in the couple next coming years to come – we do have new people at the helm, so like the old blood is leaving. They can't bitch about Mike Alden anymore. He's gone, you know. Maybe, just maybe, things will get better. I, I just remember, you know, just it's not that many years ago that we were playing Kansas in football, and Kansas was competitive, and those games were awesome. You know, they started they started great, they ended great, and I was completely hard in the in between. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hard now, which means I should probably. We should probably knock this show off because yeah. we don't have anything else to talk about. No. And I'm kind of sleepy. We've been drinking all day. Yeah. It is. It is my blood alcohol level is, is really inappropriate. Yeah. So let's go out for a drive. Okay. Let's yeah. just uh, <laughs> and take in the sight to the towns of, uh, of Got the Got the keys. Yeah. So uh, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, everybody, if you are, are in fact listening to it this weekend. And if not, go, you know, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anyway, um, wait patiently like we are for the football season to begin this August. And uh, as always, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. You're welcome. Shake and bake.